I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Taylor, Darren Prattley and Carlin Grant all star in the taming of the shrews. The addicts were laughing all the way back to London. Welcome to Charlton Live. So very good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio coming to you live from the Valley on your Sunday evening. My name is Louis Mendez joining me here in the studio in SC7 as we get ready to look back at yesterday's very comfortable 3-0 win at Shrewsbury Town is Mr. Lewis Cat. How you doing, Lewis? I'm very good, Louis. How yeah, are you? did you? Uh, yeah, did you uh, enjoy the, the the game yesterday? Not a bad one. Very good. Yeah, very good. Glad to get one over on him. Yeah, <laughs> after, yeah. After what happened in May. Yeah. I mean, as we all know, that was once again the real quiz. Uh, playoff semi-final victories count for nothing if you don't go up. Uh, winning a league game yesterday is more important, in, in my opinion. <laughs> on tonight's show, we will be hearing the highlights from that spectacular three-nil victory um, from Valley Pass. We're also going to hear, of course, Lee Bowyer, the Charlton Athletic Managers. We're going to hear his full post-match interview. We're going to hear from our new fullback, Ben the Cat, Cat uh, Purrington. Um, we spoke to him after yesterday's game. Um, and then we're going to have a few debates. Now, Lee Bowyer came out yesterday and said that he thought 
uh, that you know the top two is very much within our sights now. Of course, we're um, only three points off Luton Town, so I want to know now. I put it out on Twitter: Are we genuine top two candidates now? Don't forget, we've played a, a game more than most teams, or two games more than, than some uh, in, in our situation. But we're only three points off that top two. So now, can we realistically say we are now looking at the top two rather than the playoffs? Because I know I've certainly been saying playoffs the whole time. But, you know, what, what, what do you reckon? Let us know. Uh, email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. You can almost also head over to the Charlton Live forum. Uh, there's a thread on there for tonight's show as well. Now, also... Um also, uh, we uh, just realised I forgot to send the stream live, so we're back now. <laughs> Sorry about that. But also, also... um. A, we're going to talk about something else tonight. The safe standing now uh, at Shrewsbury Town yesterday. Um, the they've got these new safe standing, the rail seats behind the goals. So I want to know if you guys um, would, would you like that at the Valley? Basically, it looks like a really good idea to me. But would you be in favour of that? Would you be against that? Um, any anyone who's got an opinion on that, let me know. And finally, uh, because I've come up with that ridiculous nickname, Ben the Cat Purrington, uh, purely because it says Purr in his surname, uh, I thought I'd put it out there. What other ridiculous nicknames can you come up for some of our players? So I liked your one, Lewis. What was your one that you just tweeted? In? Uh, fossil fuel. Fossil fuel. I, I like that very well. So uh, any other ideas like that, uh, let us know. Um, right, we're going to hear the highlights of uh, yesterday's game. In a moment, uh, just before we get going, I just want to mention uh, and send Charlton Lives very best wishes to Charlotte Kerr, the uh, Charlton Athletic women's team player uh, who suffered a, a nasty injury by the sounds of it during today's game with Manchester United at the Oakwood. The game had to be abandoned. Charlotte Kerr got taken uh, to hospital as well. Uh, the, the the women's team put out a statement saying that her condition has improved in the hospital. So we just want to send all our, our best wishes to, to Charlotte and to the rest of the women's team for after what must have been a very difficult afternoon. Wish a speedy recovery to Charlotte as well uh, we go down and watch the women's team sometimes as well so we, we hope that everything uh, will, will be okay for you Charlotte right let's listen to the highlights from yesterday's 3-0 win uh, I'm sure you can imagine uh, Terry and Greg on her Valley Pass they, they enjoyed that one I think it's fair to say and it's a hook shot by Lauren just wide left of the Charlton goal I think Phillips had it covered but it was inside is to Williams Williams has got Purrington away on the left hand side if he wants to use him instead he's got Grant shorter Grant using Purrington as the decoy chipped in oh tipped over the bar by Steve Arnold and it's as well it was it was arrowing into the top left hand corner and Charlton have a corner swings this in edge of the bows free in the box oh and he heads it backwards Practically oh. underneath it and it's over the bar, but it's taken a deflection and away for another corner. What a chance for Powell. Corbin further to his left is Okunbari. Okunbari, a chip ball back across the uh, penalty area and it's Lauren with a header into... Oh, it's a, a super save. save by Dylan Phillips. Great save. What Fantastic save from Dylan Phillips. It was uh, Holloway heading it back to Lauren and his point-blank shot was blocked away by Dylan Phillips' legs. Oh, that's cleared away up towards Taylor. Oh, Grant, well Carl Grant. Can Grant get behind? He's got a chance here. Grant shoots! It's oh. save from Arnold. Diving down to his right. That's the second time Grant's tested the Shrewsbury goalkeeper. Logan takes towards the near post. Good delivery. It's flicks on oh, by Grant. Oh, no goal. Yes. And now, Taylor got the final touch. I think he's going to claim it. Absolutely. Bolt his header deflected back off the post. And Lyle Taylor got a little flick. And Chan have the lead after 25 minutes. Yeah, definitely Taylor sticking out. I mean, the ball, uh, it was a, a superb corner from uh, Morgan right into the danger area. Took a flick on uh, Shrewsbury head. I know it was Sadler or who it was uh, that got the head to it. 
but it flicked off the inside of the left-hand post and back across. There's no goal line technology here, and the uh, linesman didn't flag. Taylor finished it, and Charlton have the lead. Haynes crossing the opportunity, held up by Williams, looks to try and take him on, onto his weaker right foot, goes for goal, and Phillips parries, comes back to Bolton, Bolton ball across, comes off Perrington, and out for the corner again. Good delivery to the back post, and it's too much of it for Waterfall. And he'll blow straight and away. There is, there, you go. there is the half-time whistle as Charlton going to the break with a one-goal lead. Taylor trying to gain the control, he couldn't do so, but he's putting pressure oh. on the shoes with defence and the players giving it back to Grant one on one Carlin Grant oh it's oh. a save for the goalkeeper he won't get a better chance Carlin Grant had gifted score, the chance by Norman had and the goalkeeper score. stood tall and Grant's shot was beaten away by the goalkeeper kicking totally the wrong position but hey ho and Solly's clearance oh. up long Taylor lovely oh, reverse oh. ball and Grant's through again Grant can he get ahead of Cooper chips it over him and he's unlucky on that occasion he, he got to the ball first Carlin Grant chips it over the keeper but couldn't Directed goal bound, but no, that, that, that was, was difficult. Yeah, that was Grant and Williams exchange passes. Williams drifts past his man, born in the box. It's Ooh. an awkward one. Taylor controls. Taylor trying to pass it back to Prattley. Oh, 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 <laughs> Taylor Prattley! What a strike from the Charlton midfielder on the edge of the box. Touchdown by Lyle Taylor. And Darren Prattley unleashes a hell of a strike past Arnold down to his left. Could do nothing about that one. And I don't think Darren Prattley's scored a goal like that in his entire career <laughs> my word what a he's goal he's enjoying it no question about it he's enjoying it oh so great work on that left hand side to uh, uh, to release Williams who got the ball across it so a low one that Taylor had to t turn and face the wrong way back to goal controlled it and then teed up Prattley and you thought uh, for a moment there well what's Prattley going to do is he going to try and tee up somebody else in the box instead he unleashed that right foot shot right into the top left hand corner of the keeper's net Charlton tuned it up and uh, we mentioned about that the second goal being important let's see how Shrewsbury deal with that what a strike from Darren Prattley it was unbelievable hit from the Charlton midfielder and even Johnny Jackson on the touchline had a word with him saying where did Norburn, early ball oh. in the box it's a decent oh. one it comes to Taylor with the first time shot and oh. Oh. thought it was in the goalkeeper let it run everybody thought that was in everybody in the crowd thought that was in the first time shot from Lyle Taylor, Taylor on the right hand side Taylor with Grant in the middle Taylor ball across goal is cut out by Sadler comes back to Taylor Taylor looking for an angle for a cross does get it on his left foot crosses it in controlled down by Prattley oh. Prattley back out to Taylor Taylor Ball across goals, a good one. The back oh. post is almost an own goal. Bolton dives in and his attempted clearance does indeed go out for a chance. Battling by Williams on uh, Lauren and his ball back in his ricochet off Grant and Grant's away and into the penalty area here. By the penalty spot, can he finish? No, again, oh. the keeper saves. And Carla Grant said, no luck at all in front of goal this, evening, this afternoon. And Shrewsbury try and bring it away on the Charlton left. Uh, Williams takes a kick, maybe start at the back, but it's headed clear by Waterfall, but it'll drop to Grant. Strangely deep at the moment, heading towards the corner of the penalty area. Chip back across, Taylor's there. So it's Bauer, oh, just oh. wide at a post with a header. Thought for all the world, Bauer was going to finish that, and it went wide at the post. Oh, it's Nabisar behind him. Nabisar swings it out to the Charlton left-hand side, and Grant has gone all the way out there to pick it up. Takes his oh, man on, and that's superb, superb from Carlin Grant. Goes past Bolton, in towards the corner of the penalty area. Oh, that's that penalty. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I'm not either. It. But a penalty it is, it was a, a lunge in, I think that was from, uh, from Grant, it was, it's Grant. Grant, yeah. On uh, inside the penalty area, on the left-hand edge as Charlton attack. Whether or not, I thought he might have got something on the ball, but he may have clipped Carlin's leg before he got there. And Charlton will have a penalty to surely put this game away. I thought from our angle, it looked like Grant got a little touch on the ball before he, he took out Grant in the process. 
Pachan will have it, and, and what a Carlo's chance. Carlo's going to take it as well. Oh, he, 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 <laughs> if there's anyone who deserves this goal, it's Carlo. He's missed. Carlo Grant to step forward to take this penalty. Takes yeah, it, and he buries it! Away to the right hand side of the keeper, and Charlton are 3-0 up. That'll do his confidence, he'll get him back up. He's missed a, a few chances today, Carlo, and he'll be disappointed with. He's missed a couple of one-on-ones. But as I said, he deserved that. He's worked this Shrewsbury. He's the one who created that. A superb nutmeg on that the halfway line. Deserves the goal. Forward Absolutely deserves the goal. He deserves the goal. And both Lapsley on it. That's a oh, lovely ball play. from Lapsley with two men around him into Marshall. Marshall, corner of the penalty area. Will he take a shot? He does! Oh, oh tipped save. away by Steve Arnold at the left-hand post. And that is the final whistle here at the Montgomery Water Stadium. And Charlton, 3-0 winners. A ground where we succumbed last season to defeat in the playoffs. And Charlton have come back to wreak revenge on Shrewsbury. So there we go, the Valley Pass commentary highlights of yesterday's emphatic away win over Shrewsbury Town uh, up in Shropshire there. Uh, welcome to everyone who's just joined us live after I forgot to turn the stream on at the start of the show. You didn't miss much, um, just me doing the introductions and stuff. But uh, just to let you know, though, um, we, we are inviting you all to get involved for this evening's uh, show. So don't forget, you can have your say on yesterday's game. We're also asking uh, people to say whether they agree with Lee Bowyer that the top two is now a realistic ambition. I myself had said all season playoffs, but it got it got to last night and I saw the three-point gap and I've seen the reinforcements that have joined so far and I'm, I'm just starting to think, well, maybe we've got a chance here of that top two as well. Um, so you can talk about that. We're also uh, going to talk about safe standing because Shrewsbury are the first club in uh, England to have the rail seat in the safe standing seats um, installed at their ground. So I want to know if you would like to see that here at the Valley. Um, if you wouldn't as well, what would your reason be? So uh, let us know. Uh, and finally, we're coming up with stupid nicknames for our players after I've decided that Ben uh, Purrington, uh, because he's got Purr in his name, is going to be called the Cat. So if you can think <laughs> of uh, fossil f- uh, fossil fuel is the one that Lewis came up with. Uh, there's plenty of others that have been tweeted in as well that talk about the end of the show. Any of that sort of stuff. So email studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Tweet us at charltonlive or head over to the Charlton Live forum. There's a thread on there for tonight's show, uh, which is good because that's where everyone alerted me to the fact that I forgot to turn the stream on because they couldn't hear us. So thank you to all of you uh, who did that. Right, we just heard the highlights there. Um, it's always good hearing it back when it's a win like that, Lewis, and uh, an emphatic one. And I mean, should have been a lot more, really, if we're going to be picky. It could have been, yeah. We, we had a couple of golden chances where we could have really buried Shrewsbury, but you know, three 0 was still still pretty emphatic uh, from a Charlton point of view because we don't we don't tend to bury teams like that. We seem to sort of win by the odd one goal, two goal here and there. But a really really good performance yesterday, and you know, a complete a complete opposite to what it was like back there in May when we we struggled probably over mm. the two playoff legs. I mean, I know the sides now are probably completely different. Shrewsbury lost a lot of players in the in the summer, but you can't take away from the guys yesterday that they they really turned up and they played really really well professional performance um, clinical maybe Carlin missed a couple but apart from that I think quite clinical and, and dangerous going forward um, and yeah very impressive um, I really enjoyed and I'm glad I went up there actually yeah. quite a long way <laughs> yeah it was it was a long old way to, to, to go up there and like I say a much better journey home than it was during the uh, the, the playoff semi-final or just after the playoff semi-final um, defeat it's fair to say I think that it was last season was always going to be Shrewsbury's best chance to get up because if you don't do it when you know a club of that size is having a really good season then they're bound to lose players and managers as they did but obviously we're, we're only going to concentrate on ourselves um, I think the performance 
for me, things are just starting to click again now. Johnny Williams coming into that midfield, uh, the the cat at left back, um, were on the left hand side of a, a three man defence. He was a, a wing back in the uh, uh, in the first half as well. Just just these, these these couple of bodies coming back now, and just the fact that we have just made a little bit of ground. It's only it's only a couple of games where where teams have uh, lost points now, but it's just starting to sort of open up for us, and that's it's giving me a little bit of. Um, hope which is not something not, not a, an emotion I'm used to having yeah it is and, and everyone's really really turning in the performances I mean like you say Ben Perrington yesterday I thought I thought it was impressive um, obviously he's had the game time this year at AFC Wimbledon so he was fit and, re- and sort of ready to go uh, Johnny last week was was very impressive when he came on against Sunderland and obviously warranted his start yesterday and I thought he was absolutely outstanding um, a class above dangerous every time he picks up the ball and he just drives he drives forward and makes things happen and um it just it's shoring up that midfield and I just feel like they're clicking now and the, the players that we've got to come back as well into that midfield is, is you know it's arguably the most dangerous midfield in the league surely and and yesterday fantastic they, they click really well and especially you know Darren Prattley I think He's had a couple of difficult weeks of late where he's, you know, I think he's maybe struggled with his fitness a little bit after coming back from his from his injury, maybe being rushed into the side because we haven't really had the choice. Um, but he he played really well yesterday, especially in in that second half. I thought he was outstanding, and mm. uh, to a man, everyone on the pitch yesterday was great. Um, I was really really impressed. Yeah. So the the, the team news at the start was that uh, Perrington came in on the, uh, you know, when the team was announced, we assumed he was coming in at left back and Solly going over to right back, but um, he actually Bowyer decided to play the three man uh, defence with with Billick. Uh, with Sarah and with Bauer, and then Perrington and Solly as the right uh, as the as the uh, the wing backs, and obviously the, the midfielders in the front too. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, he's never afraid to try something different. He did actually revert to to the the diamond in the second half, matching up to what Shrewsbury play as well. They play the diamond in the midfield. Um, so, but it's nice to see that as a manager, who's not afraid to try and tinker something if you think it's going to work, and then being happy to admit if it hasn't worked because that first half I mean it's easy to forget now that you know that's after that second half performance where we've run out pretty emphatic winners in that first half it's probably a bit of a scrappy game bit of an even game chances at both ends I mean we probably edged it in my opinion at half time and deserved just about to go in one nil up but Dylan Phillips had made two or three good saves as well in that first half yeah exactly and I think um as you said there we we obviously started with the the wing backs maybe to try and expose Shrewsbury for playing the same, you know, playing that narrow diamond um, with Solly on uh, at right at right wing back and, and Perrington on the other side, and just having another sort of um, avenue to push forward. Um, obviously, something we're probably not used to playing. We haven't I haven't seen us play with wing backs this season for a little while now, so um, you know, it's, it's a complete change of game plan. And I think that's probably where we edged it. The fact that although we weren't fantastic in those opening encounters, we did look dangerous every time we mm. pushed forward and you know Shrewsbury had a fair amount of the ball in that first half but I didn't really feel too threatened mm. I mean Dylan did make a fantastic save with his feet um, again I thought we had a really good game yesterday uh, but I, I didn't really feel that you know I didn't feel too worried uh, and then obviously when it came out in the second half and we reverted back to the diamond mm. uh, it was just it was just comfortable from there on in yeah, I think Bayer felt that um, they're they're, they're 
big man was sort of winning a lot of the knockdowns when they're playing the ball long in that first half, which is why he changed it up. And that's where their their main sort of threat w- w- came from in that first half. And it just diminished after we just stuck another body into the midfield. Now, as you say, even though we were perhaps a little bit more open at the back in that first half, we still looked dangerous going forward. And so much of that came through uh, the man that was the other change, Johnny Williams getting his full debut uh, after his cameo against Sunderland last week. Um, I mean... It's hard to describe how, when he's on the ball, he he glides with it. It's like he's ice skating almost. He glides forward with the ball with purpose every time and looks to make something work. And when you've got two quality strikers, the likes of Carlin, Grant and Lyle Taylor making runs off him, I mean, that's always going to be fruitful. And we saw that in that first half. And you know that that first chance that Carlin had where he cut in, where Williams played it to him on the left-hand edge of the penalty area and he cut in and had the shot tipped over. I mean, that that was just a a taste of what was to come for the Shrewsbury defence. yeah, the, the way that we were stretching them at times in that first half. Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, Shrewsbury really struggled to deal with Johnny Williams. And he was, in that first half, when we were not up against it, but um, struggling a little more, he was everywhere. He was he was tracking back. He was making uh, last-ditch tackles and, and then pushing forward as well. Extremely dangerous. And it just brings other people into play as well. You know, it, it gave a bit more freedom as well to Albi, who I thought struggled a little bit in that first half, a couple of wayward passes. Um, but... His delivery was was fantastic, but with Johnny, he just like you say, he just glides with the ball. And I know Bowie has maybe criticised him a little bit in the, in a couple of interviews this week about the reason he gets injured so much is he needs to learn when to release the ball. Um, but yesterday, I think his decision, his decision making, everything was pretty spot on and created some really decent moves. and And it was good to see him get a decent amount of minutes as well. I mean, I don't think it was ever going to last the full ninety, but um, I think he went off in about the seventieth, seventy fifth minute in the end, but. He played. He played really, really well, and um, you know, a, a man of the match performance easily. Yeah, Johnny Williams. Uh, in the end, he made way on seventy-seven minutes for for Mark Marshall, but he was certainly uh, one of, one of the best players we had uh, out there. So that that shot that that Carlin had ended up with a, a flurry of corners, and it just gave us again a taste of what was to come because Shrewsbury didn't deal with any of those corners, and twice uh, Prattley had shots deflected over and wide, and then I think the second one, the, the referee somehow failed to give a a corner after it was quite clearly should have been a, a, a corner for us again. Um, but yeah, it, it just started to show that perhaps they were struggling uh, with, with with the set pieces that we were putting into the uh, in, into the middle. But then um, a big save from Dylan on on twenty minutes. Okunabire, I wrote down as the chance, but I know afterwards it wasn't him. It was I think it was Laurent who actually struck it at goal um, from from close range, and it, it was probably straight at him. But he still had to just about adjust his feet to to get something in there. Now, of course. With uh, with Chris Maxwell breathing down his neck, every clean sheet he gets is going to be a bonus for him now. Yeah, and they're, they're the uh, they're the performances you've got to turn out to to hold your place. And he had done himself no harm yesterday um, with the performance. I mean, his distribution he still needs to work on a little bit, uh, in my opinion. But that's something that you're going to build up in game time. And you know, he he started with the jersey and he lost it to Jed Steer. Now he's back in there getting getting some vital minutes. Um, he can only you know his performances can only improve and. We've said all along he's a fantastic shot stopper. Um, he's just got a couple of little things to work on with his distribution. But you know, over the coming weeks, if he carries on turning out performances like that, holds on to the jersey, there's you know there's no reason why that won't improve as well. Now we took the lead just after 25 minutes. It, all came, it came from another corner where Carlin had set up this superb chance for himself and he drove it towards the bottom corner. The keeper did well to get down to it and push it around the post. Uh, but then the, again, the set piece comes in. Again, it's chaos inside the Shrewsbury box. It's flicked on at the near post. Uh, then a defender heads it against his own post. It almost looked like it was <laughs> going to go in and the keeper's 
just about to stick his hands onto it, but uh, the uh, Taylor's nipped in there just before that. Um, I think the keeper wanted to try and say that he had a hand on it, but I don't think there was uh, any any reasonable case to say that he did. And, and Taylor there, I mean, how nice is it to have a striker that can just poach goals like he can do something? I mean, I, mean, I reckon he's probably scored five or six already from on the line this season, or certainly within the, the six-yard box. And, you know, we, we, we've been without a player like that for a long time. Yeah, we have. And it's, it's just like you say, the striker's intuition to be... To be, you know, to be in the box and in and around people causing mischief. I know it's it's gone against us a couple of times where we've we've conceded some fouls because we've maybe been a little bit too aggressive with the goalkeeper, which well, you know, I don't I don't really agree with. You know, he's he's been sort of uh, upheld a couple of weeks with Walsall, the goal disallowed there and stuff. But it's just nice to have him in there. He's he's dangerous every time he gets the ball, whether it be in the six yard box, you know, halfway down our own half. People just can't seem to get near him. He's so good with his feet, uh, and it's just nice to have. Some you know, not just one clinical striker, but two. But Lyle's having a fantastic season, and um, you know, he's, you can see why he's he's become a fan's favourite so quickly because the effort he puts in every single game over the ninety minutes is is second to none. And uh, yeah, yes, another great game for him yesterday. Yeah, excellent performance from Lyle Taylor. Um, the game, I'd probably fair to say, it was actually a bit of a low after we scored up until up until the half time. I think Dylan had to deal with a couple of long range efforts. Uh, touched one round the post quite well just before half time, I think from Haynes where he pulled it the left back pulled it onto his right foot and and drove towards the bottom corner but but Phillips held up and then uh, uh second half and then obviously now the start of the second half you're thinking right one nil lead away from home how are we going to approach this but I'd say maybe five minutes into that second half I was thinking we're going to blow this because we'd already missed three <laughs> golden opportunities the uh, card and Grant I mean for a, for a player who's having such a good season in front of goal I mean. He he just couldn't seem to score a one on one in that in that opening stage of the second half. There was a horrible back pass from Ollie Norburn that sent him through one on one. Keeper stood up quite well because I think Carlin tried to lift it over him. The keeper stood up as long as he could and yeah. managed to get something on it. Um, and then uh, not not long after that, it was uh, Lyle Taylor's through ball was brilliant and and Grant's got there just before the keeper and lifted it. That one was probably a bit unlucky. Um, but you're looking at those two chances, you're thinking, oh no, because they, they were two golden opportunities. Exactly. And, and like you say, it's one of those moments where you think, oh, we're going to get stung here. You know, we're not taking our chances. They're going to, you know, grab a scrappy goal in the last 10 minutes. And we're going to be looking back and regretting it. But you know, they never really came out of the block, Shrewsbury, especially in that second half. And I was quite surprised with how much they struggled with the conditions, bearing in mind they were the home side. I mean, it was it was a bit windy up there yesterday, but I've never seen so many wayward passes from a team. It was, it was shocking. But yeah, Carlin, his all-round game yesterday was was great. It was just those those two one-on-ones. Mm. He'll be disappointed, I think, especially with the first one. He, he took just one too many touches. Yeah. Uh, and then, like you said, the second one, a bit more, a bit more unlucky. But... Yeah. Um, all together, not not a bad performance. Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones where you know he he worked himself into those positions. He was pacey. I mean, some of the runs and especially the run he won the penalty with later on. Um, he was playing well. It's just when he got in front of goal yesterday, it was it was just a bit unusual. He's finishing, but you know, a man I, I've never really um, known what to expect with his finishing before. <laughs> but yeah. Darren Prattley's goal. I mean, I know I've been quite vocal in saying that I don't think Prattley and Billick should be operating in the same midfield because I think they're too similar in what they can offer um but 
at the same time, I never thought Prattley had this in his locker. <laughs> so, um, uh, again, good hold-up play by Lyle Taylor, which we, we, we're getting used to seeing now. And he, he just laid it off, and Prattley, I mean, he's rocketed that into the into the top corner. I mean, it's one of those ones, I think it looked, be- it looked better from where we were in the press box than it does when oh, I watched I like it back, it. because it doesn't, maybe doesn't quite go into the top bin that we thought he did, but he struck it with such venom. The keeper's, uh, you know, it's already passed him before he's moved, isn't it? And it's, it's a brilliant strike. Yeah, I mean, the highlights don't do it justice, do they? From where we were sat yesterday, Today in the uh, in the media area, it was an absolute absolute whip, wasn't it? It was so good. <laughs> but I'm I'm happy for Darren Prattley because I think, like I've touched on earlier, he was he's come under a bit of criticism the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, from from me as well, I, I agree with you in the fact that him and Bielik don't don't really work together. I find that they seem they seem to both get dragged into the into the center of the diamond and and tread on each other's toes. Um, but yesterday, I think Prattley was a little bit more disciplined and, and he stuck to where he needed to be. And uh, it was it was a great finish, yeah. some finish, and then that just seemed to spark him into life because the rest of that mm. second half he was he was just an absolute warrior. He yeah, had the yeah. ball all the time, bringing up again, bringing people into play a bit like we've seen with Johnny Williams. And yeah, I was really impressed with Darren Prattley yesterday, and, I, and we had a chat with him at the end. He was such a nice bloke. As yeah, well. yeah, he's uh, he was um, yeah he was full of confidence after that goal, which was good to see. I mean, you, we're here when uh, from, from Lee Bayer after. Uh, when we hear the interview later on in the show, uh, and he, and he says, you know, that, well, he joked that's not really Prattley's game, but he talks about it, it's not his game to run it past people, which is why, you know, we we, we were missing that at times over Christmas, I think, in, until Albie Morgan came to that midfield, and now, of course, Johnny Williams as well playing in the in in the ten role as well can do that. But yeah, I mean, a, a brilliant strike, and that set us up for the rest of the. As soon, as soon as that goal, I mean, if like we were looking strong at the start of the second half anyway but as soon as that goal went in sort of nine minutes into the second period then it was our game you know we were in total control then um and so many chances kept coming in I mean uh George uh, came George Lapsy came on for Albie Morgan and you know almost immediately set set one up for Lyle Taylor the side footed and again from our angle I thought the keeper had let it in I thought, yeah. it, I thought it'd gone <laughs> the other side of the post yeah it did it was it was very close wasn't it I, I thought it'd gone I think I actually stood up and celebrated and hit, <laughs> hit my shin on the desk but um yeah very unlucky but again George it just shows the quality we got in, in that midfield for George Lapsy to come off the bench I mean he's another one that doesn't mind, you know, sticking a tackle in every now and then. Is he's he's a proper warrior, but uh, I was it was glad to see him back yesterday. Actually, George yeah. Lapsley. Yeah, obviously returning from uh, his uh, concussion incidents, more than one, uh, <laughs> which is unusual. But it shows that he's not afraid to put his head in where it hurts. Now, um, we haven't really had to mention the defensive display because it is mainly about attacking this game. But there was one bit. Uh, sort of 25 or 20 minutes into that second half where Shrews were coming down the right-hand side and Naby saw with just a superb challenge. Oh. I mean, so, some of the uh, people I've seen chatting away on social media, they're waxing lyrical about Nabs now and even say, some, I've seen some people suggesting they think that Jason Pierce might struggle to get back into the side. He's, <laughs> the thing is, is, Piercy is a is a leader, and he does yeah. he does bring um, you know he brings stability to not just the back four but to the entire side because he's experienced and again he's someone he's he's not afraid to you know stick in some last ditch tackles. But that being said, Navi Sar, um, when called upon when losing Jason Pierce, has been outstanding the last couple of weeks. I don't think you can pick a performance since Piercy has been out of the side where you think Navi's struggled. I mean, yesterday. Shrewsbury were not a great side. They didn't. They didn't play very well. They didn't threaten a huge amount. But Naby's just. He's just so sure on the ball, and that he drives forward with it now. And I'm getting less and less nervous every time he's. You know, the ball's at his feet. And I think we're we're sort of so used to the the Naby Sar that signed in. You know, signed three years ago, or whatever. That 
his development and his attitude since coming back from his loan at Red Star has been has been brilliant. And I think it's it's admirable to not just his footballing abilities, but to his character that he came back with a with a big uphill struggle to win over you know fans that are struggling in a in a time where their club is really up against it with things going on off of the pitch. And he's come in the poster boy for a regime really, and he's he's turned the fans' opinion of him so quickly. I don't think I've ever seen a football comeback like it. Mm. <laughs> you know, I think he's been he's been fantastic and. Any video you see on social media with the players or anything like that, Nubby's in there, and it shows he's a popular figure, not just you know, not just with the fans, but also in the dressing room. And I'm really happy for it him. It shows the importance of being happy within yourself as well at a club. I mean, it's it's it's, it's all all too easy for people to look at a footballer who's playing badly and think, well, he should be he should be enjoying it. He's living the life that I wish I could live. I wish I could play football for Charlton. But if you're not happy where you are, then it can affect you and it can affect your performances. And clearly now he's. He's brimming with confidence. He's getting a run in the side. I mean, this was a big pressure run for him ever since Piercy went out injured. We were saying at the start of it, you know, mm. he's got to prove himself and, and, and he's doing it so far, which has been, uh, been been good to see. Now, again, I mean, James Bolton nearly scored an own goal. There's two or three times Shrewsbury nearly scored own goals yesterday. Yeah, they had a couple of, that's the, yeah. the best chances they have at the wrong end. Kyle <laughs> <laughs> Taylor with the cross in. Uh, again, shows how useful Taylor is in, in setting up goals for other people as well. Uh, but yeah, Bolton hacked over. Uh, Bauer had that header. And now... <laughs> Colin Grant had another one-on-one, and this time he seemed so determined uh, when he burst through. He sort of it was the way it came to him was quite lucky. It sort of ricocheted off him into his yeah. path, and he bore down on going. You did see actually. I thought at the time he's taken one too many touches, but he took this one touch that actually sent the keeper down, and the keeper was already halfway down, and then he tried to chip it over him, and the keeper just stuck a leg out. And you're sitting there feeling so <laughs> sorry for him because he'd created all these chances for himself. He was you know working his socks off. He's running, stretching the defence. It just looked like he wasn't. Uh, going to get his goal um, and then he finally uh, he, he earned himself the chance and he, again a superb run for the penalty picked the ball up on halfway burst into that penalty area um, is it, I, f- I found it interesting actually listening back to the highlights when uh, when Greg and Terry both were a bit dubious about whether it was a penalty because my initial reaction and I'm normally a bit well, I'm not sure about that. My initial reaction was that's quite a clear penalty. And I, I, looking back at the replay, I can't see any touch from the defender or anything like that. And no, no, no complaints from the Shrewsbury player either. No, no. I mean, um, my view from from where I was sat was that I thought it was a penalty. Uh, the Shrewsbury uh, commentator behind me thought it was a free kick outside the box, <laughs> which if you've seen the highlights, is no, no chance. <laughs> Absolutely no <laughs> chance. Um, but it seemed like the Shrewsbury crowd thought that as well because it was a bit of like a... Like a bit of a lull in silence. There wasn't really any protest, like you say. It went a bit quiet, and then all of a sudden, the ball's in the penalty spot. And I think the the moment had sort of passed, and everyone was like, "Oh, all right, it's a penalty." Um, and, you know, and then Carlin steps up. Mm. Takes a lot of character, to be fair. After you know, he'd, he's missed quite a few mm. golden opportunities, and you think, you know, the, what's going through his head? He's probably thinking, "Oh, am I am I going to score?" Yeah, this? Well, it's, it's important to note as well that obviously Lyle Taylor is the normal uh, penalty taker he's a preferred penalty taker for the club and he gave the ball to Carlin you know Lyle's already got his goal he's happy for the afternoon obviously he wants more but he can see the importance of Carlin who's had a great season so far not coming off a game where we've won 2-0 for example or even 3-0 uh, if, if someone else has scored the penalty and, and coming off disappointed because he didn't score a goal because he missed a few chances so Lyle's thinking look my mate needs a goal as well mm. yeah and that is you know it's admirable and how how good is it for us as as fans and spectators of a game to see your, your striking partners have such a close you know a close relationship? There aren't there aren't many really where you see um, such a close friendship really between the two of them. And Carlin and Lyle all season have hit it off, and and Carlin's thrived off having someone like Lyle Taylor alongside him as well. 
and um, you know he steps up, takes the penalty, and and he and he buries it, and that'll do that'll do him good for his confidence after missing those chances yesterday. But I don't think he can he can sort of. Uh, sort of dwell on them yeah. too much nah, because he's so, had a fantastic yeah. season. When the, when I saw the keeper diving the right way though for the penalty, I was just <laughs> yeah. in the back of my mind. I was you like, oh no, not, not again. again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but luckily it went down into that bottom corner. I mean, we still we still could have had a couple more. And um, Mark Marshall, as we say, came on for Johnny Williams just before that goal, and he he had a couple of chances, a good save actually uh, from the stopper right in injury time. Uh, but we hold on, three 0 win. You come in to find out that Portsmouth have lost at home. Uh, you, you come in to see that Sunderland and Luton who are playing each other have shared shared the point points as well so that's dropped points above us we're three yeah. points off that off off that top two now we're playing with confidence players coming back at some point from injury I dare say we'll lose some more to injury but you know there was just something about yesterday something I don't know if it's the addition of Johnny Williams who is who looks a real a, a real player for us and just the, a left back coming in who can just shore up that defense as well but everything for me, it just felt like everything's just sort of falling into place now after that win yesterday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like you say, from from the point of view of of, of a uh, of a left back, we haven't had one for the majority of this season. You know that Lewis Page was injured back in, um, in September, in September yeah. at the Scunthorpe game, and since then we've yeah, that defence has had to work out of balance. Effect. There was a period where it was completely out of balance. We didn't have anybody that could play. You know, we'd, we were at, we were without Patrick Bauer, and we were playing Piercy on his on his wrong side, and. That's that problem's now gone. Yes, we've lost Jason Pierce, but Naby's performing, which is good. And then we've brought in a left back to sure up that side, and Solly can go back to his original position, uh, and that that shows the back four up. And I th- I thought Perrington looked looked really good yesterday. Uh, and then, like you say, with Johnny Williams, um, he's the sort of player you can you you'd probably call a game changer. You know, we've got a great squad, but when you look, you know, you look down the look down at the teams that are up there and look at their squads, and you know, they're like, oh my god, you know, Charlton got Johnny Williams is this. Premier League footballer, you know, a couple of years ago he was in the semi-finals of the Euros, and now he's he's playing in League One, but for Charlton, and he's someone that's obviously here to prove a point. So his his performances are, are through the roof, and I'm really happy. I'm I'm glad we signed Johnny Williams. I was excited with the signing as soon as he came through, and you know he's living up to the expectation a couple of games in. So let's let's hope he can keep it up, and I'm sure he can. But it's it's looking positive. I mean, the concern for me is the is the games in hand around you. But you can only you can only look at what's in front of you. You know, they they can still lose those games. You know, Portsmouth lost to Blackpool yesterday. Sunderland, you know, Sunderland aren't unbeatable. Yeah. You know, I mean, everyone ev- everyone says that you know you'd rather have the points on the board than the games in hand, which is of course because as you say, you can go on uh, to lose them. Although it does work the other way when you have got games in hand, you go, yeah, we got games in hand, we'll be all right. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, a, a couple of the stats that came out from yesterday. I mean, that was Shrewsbury's second. Home defeat in all competitions in what eighteen nineteen games. That's an incredible home record. I mean, it shows you know the fact they're down the bottom shows how badly they do right. away from home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's that is a tough old place to go and win games, and not many teams have done that this season. And so that does send a real statement to the rest of the division as well. Exactly. I think the only the, the last time they lost at home is actually to Sunderland. You know, and and they're a team obviously up there with us. Um, and oh, I mean, obviously, shows be really performing poorly away from home to be to be down there I mean they're only three points off of the drop now so you know they'll be looking at, at what they can do to try and improve bearing in mind they were in the in the playoffs last year but in terms of you know for our performance it's a, it's a real um, you know it shows how well we've played yesterday to go and get the points from there not just scrape a 1-0 victory but to you know to play them off the park and to to you know as be outstanding as we were yesterday because we were we were brilliant again you know it was another 
another second half. Like like Sunderland last week, we were fantastic. And again, the second half yesterday, we were brilliant. I mean, the local Shrewsbury journalists that we were talking to after the game as well, like Lewis Cox that we had on the Thursday show, uh, they were mentioning that they felt that they that the Charlton were the best team that they'd seen uh, so far this season. Don't forget, they go home and away with Shrewsbury. And, and so that's, that's promising. Now, another stat that I noticed the night before the game and now updated this morning <laughs> I don't know if this is good or not so basically um, Charlton now are the team that have led for the most minutes in Skybet League 1 games this season so we've led for a total of 1,028 minutes in games uh, Portsmouth a second on 987 Barnsley a third on 939 minutes so we've led for over 1,000 minutes in games now <laughs> I'd say that's a good stat if we were top of the league but because yeah. we've, we've been winning more than anyone else but either it means we score early in the games we do win or we chuck away leads at times but yeah it's See, it sounds like we uh, we lead for the eighty the eighty nine minutes, and then we concede at the end, isn't it? It's one of those stats where we always seem to concede an equaliser or or whatever right at the end. Yeah, so at least we've led some games though, which is nice exactly. to see. Right, it was a brilliant day up at the uh, the New Meadow yesterday, and of course, I was delighted to speak to Lee Boyer. Uh, after the game um, obviously we speak about the game also asked him about that weird um, Jack Rumor to Luton we'll, we'll talk about that after because I sort of couldn't explain sort of what happened but then and then yeah it is a weird one but he's not going to Luton but we'll hear about that anyway but yeah this is what Lee Bayer had to say after yesterday's uh, emphatic win up at Shrewsbury um, yeah I think uh, I think we deserved it I think um, first half we didn't pass it really first half it was driving me crazy whenever we did on the odd occasion we we, we passed through them and, and created chances I think uh, uh, and then second half we passed it more and then we, we created chance after chance Carlin could have had four he missed three one-on-ones um, Pat had a good header should have scored should have been seven really six or seven it could have been you know on another day but I thought the front three, Lowell, Carlin and, and Johnny were, were excellent. Um, and, and that's what we have. We have good players and that, that can hurt teams that go the other way. And, and, and we look solid, I think, today as well at the back. And I think, yeah, as a team performance, I think it's very professional and, and very good. So as we've come out of this busy Christmas period and now back into the, the second half of the season, there's no better way to set yourselves up for the, for the remainder of the campaign. No, and, I, and I've just said to him, like we will get, we'll get promotion, but you, you have to do this every time, you know. Like we can't drop our standards. If we keep doing this, what we've just done today, then then there's no reason why we can't go and win every game. Like, and I believe it. We've got a very good side and a good squad, and and, and on our day, we're we're a very difficult side to play against, and. Um, and we've just shown that again here because not many teams have come here and, and done that here this season. They haven't dropped many points at home, so uh, well they ain't lost much at home. So um, no, I'm, I'm really happy. I can't imagine they would have seen many better goals down here than Darren Prattley's one this afternoon. <laughs> no, it's not really his game, is it, Prattley's? But um, yeah, top corner. It was, I'm pleased for him, you know, because he's, he's got a couple now recently. So um, yeah, he works so hard and uh, he gives us something different. In, in the middle of the park, you know, he's, he's not going to go past three, four players, but he, he competes and, and, and works so hard for the team. You, you, you need players like that, and um, so I'm pleased for him to get a goal like that. Is uh, it, it's very pleasing. And you went with a different formation today with the three at the back. What was your thinking behind that? Do you know, I, I just thought because they 
thought that there's a good chance that they'd play Diamond. Or even if they played the 4-3-3, I thought that by having wing-backs we can get them higher. Uh, and and if they did play Diamond, then we, then we could maybe pin them in a bit more, you know. Um, but we just didn't use it. We didn't use that. So I... Uh, and, and their ten was picking up a lot of balls when they was going long. It was it was dropping down, and he picked up quite a few second balls. So I changed it halfway through the first half, and, and went back to went to the diamond, and um, and then I thought he was it was better for us. And they're able to hand a couple of full debuts out today. So of course Johnny Williams got his first start, and the, the new fullback Perrington. What did you make of those two today? Very good. Uh, I think Ben solid. Exactly what I got told. He, he, he's going to be a seven every game. Gives that stability down the left-hand side, which we've been missing so much. He, he competed. Um, he was up and down, getting up and down, giving us the width out wide. I, I thought he was very good for his like. He's only trained a couple of days with the lad, so um, he, he get used to it more the way we play. And and um, and Johnny obviously he's he's, he's very good, isn't he? He's, so clever um, so yeah I'm, I'm very pleased with the pair of them This momentum now that you're building um, important of course a couple of sides above you drop points as well today which could be vital as we carry on for the rest of the season uh, Yeah but I don't think it's about the other sides I think if we just concentrate on what, what we have to do then it's in our hands I, I honestly believe okay we might be a few points behind them but it's in our hands like if we do it properly every game then, then I, think, I think we'll be up there yeah just finally from me, I don't normally comment on bookies' odds on things, but a few Charlton fans have noticed that Johnny Jackson is quite short odds for the Luton job. I mean, have you heard anything about that? Do you know anything about that? Uh, no, I don't think Johnny does either. <laughs> so, uh, no, apparently someone put saying cats and Johnny had a meeting and yeah. yesterday and, and Johnny said, well, that was a quick meeting because I wasn't even there. <laughs> so, no, there's, uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any truth behind it. Cheers. Yeah, I, I, you touched on it already, but I think they've only lost two league games here this season. Does that make the win even more impressive? Yeah, it, it just shows, you know, like we're a very good side, and, and, and when we do the nasty side of things, the dirty side of things properly, then what we have going forward, we're always going to hurt teams. So it's on a difficult pitch as well, it was, it's a bobbly pitch. and in the second half, I thought we passed it really well and, and, and we carved them open, I think, on a number of occasions. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a difficult place to come. And, and, and the lads done well today and they, they worked hard, but, it was, it, like I said, it was a professional performance and um, they deserved it thoroughly to win. Yeah. And why wasn't Nicky Jose in the squad today? Was he interested in the selection? No, he just wasn't selected. Um, if you see, like we've brought a couple of players in now, and and we've got players coming back from injury. George obviously came back, so there just wasn't room for him. I think you said you said you want to sign an attacking player before the transfer window ends. Is that, is that right? You said that before, right? So, well, I'd, yeah. I'd like to maybe bring in another attacking player, but at the moment I, I'm happy with what I have, and there's no rush to bring anything like that in. I think. We've got some attacking players, so um, as we as we stand today, I'm I'm happy with what I have at the moment. Yeah, because I asked that because if you did sign that attacking player, would that open the door for Nicky Jose to go out on loan? Or is that just fine on the line? I don't know. Yeah. I've not, that's not even crossed my mind. So. She loves looking at her.
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Williams exchange passes. Williams drifts past his man, born in the box. It's an awkward one. Taylor controls. Taylor trying to pass it back to Prattley. Oh, oh, <laughs> Taylor Prattley! What a strike from the Charlton midfielder on the edge of the box. Touchdown by Lyle Taylor. And Darren Prattley unleashes a hell of a strike. Pass Arnold down to his left. Could do nothing about that one. Welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Just heard there from the Addicts boss, Lee Bowyer, after yesterday's emphatic win up at Shrewsbury Town. Um, obviously in a in a good mood, although um, he, he never sounds it, really. <laughs> every, every now and then he'll make a little uh, a little joke or something. But yeah, no, he's, um, it was, someone was saying to me yesterday, never too high, never too low, and that was Curbs' mantra, and that seems to be what Lee Bowyer's living by as well, which is good. Um, right, don't forget, later on on tonight's show, we're going to hear from Ben the Cat Purrington, uh, our new left-back. We're going to hear from him later on. Um, we're also going to have a couple of debates. Now, we've got a few tweets and emails in about a number of subjects, including, of course, yesterday's win. Another one I wanted to ask about was uh, safe standing, uh, because Shrewsbury have the safe standing uh, set up at the back of uh, the stand behind the goal, uh, opposite the away end. And I went I went up and had a look when I got there early on, and I thought it, was, I thought it looked absolutely brilliant. And it is safe. You know, there's rails there. Everyone has an assigned place, so that is safe. That that's the important thing. Obviously, we all know what happened—the Hillsborough disaster years and years ago—that caused stadiums to become uh, all seater, and and things needed to be improved, and they were. But now there is a new safe way of getting people standing again, uh, and people do in, in, enjoy standing at games. So uh, we were asking uh, what you guys think about that. Would you like that here at the Valley? If you if you did, where would you put it? Uh, that sort of stuff. And we're also we're coming up with stupid nicknames for players because obviously I've decided that Ben the Cat. Purrington is a good nickname because it says Purr in his surname because uh, I am sad but um, if anyone can think of, I mean loads of, loads of good ones have come in um, uh, 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 Anthony Steeldick is a good one that Freddie Wells sent in uh, we've got a few that we're going to read out later on uh, in, in the show as well right but I'm going to start off with the tweets after yesterday's game um, Andrew uh, Wheaton said uh, it seems Shrewsbury had their chances uh, so did we with Carlin missing too many one-on-ones nevertheless Williams seems to have filled the void left by Cullen's 
injury. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one, actually, because obviously Cullen, Cullen's more of the defensive player. So I think, for me, Williams is coming in in the Arebo position, like someone mm. who can hold... I mean, he actually played 10 yesterday. He played instead of Fossey, uh, which um, which was good to see because it worked well for him. So yeah. but, so he, he's either filling the misfiring Tariq Fossey position or he's filling that slightly more in the middle defen- uh, midfield player, but someone who can run with the ball, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um... I think maybe long term Williams will probably play the the tip of the diamond, maybe the number ten, and then if Cullen comes back in, he might sit into where um, where Albie was playing yesterday, mm. so in the in the middle area of the diamond with with Joe Aribo, and then um, and then Bielik at the base. Um, I mean that's what that's what I would yeah. I would. I mean, what's becoming clear is that we are actually if we can get these players back, we're going to have a bit of a selection headache in that midfield, which is mm. I mean that's the sort of headache that Lee Bayou would like to have. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean we've we've sort of we've we've cursed being so short on players for for so much this season, and uh, and now we're sort of we're, you know we're clawing people back and we're getting getting that bodies back in the squad. You know, like Billy Clark, he's sort of back in and around the bench now. He's not even really featured. Um, Cullen's there to come back. Hopefully, I think Bayou said last week he'd be in the squad Saturday, which would be a, a huge boost. Ben Reeves had a bit of a phantom injury; he's still there, you know, knocking on the door for a starting berth, and it's good. You know, we've we've got a bit of a bit of depth and and strength there. You you know, you forget with all those players, we've still got George Lapsley and Albie Morgan who have who have performed this year as well. So it's good. It's you know, it's a good headache to have, isn't it? You'd mm. rather you'd rather have that headache than. I've got to I've got to play Navi Sar at number ten this week. <laughs> I reckon he'd do a job. He'd probably still do a job. Yeah, there's no room in the pitch. He, he won't do a job. Um, and Navi Sar, right? Um, Cliff Scale said a great performance and win yesterday. It could have been six or seven, but the footballing gods were not with Carlin Grant. Uh, he he battled on and got his reward in the end by winning and scoring the penalty. And I am saying this quietly, but a top two finish is a possibility. And like I say, that is another one of our discussions we're having. I mean, I've put the tweet out there with the, the league table. Uh, respond to that tweet if you want. Do you now believe that we can finish in that top two? Because like I say, I've, I've never really had, I've never really had that faith that we can. Mm. But now just with these, just with these couple of additions we've had that look like useful additions, you know, the table, I was chatting with, uh, with Danny Owens on Twitter last night. And we, I was just saying like, this is the first time I've really actually thought, you know what? We could sneak into that top two. Yeah. I think, um, Someone said, I think it was even on last week's show, actually, somebody tweeted in and said that we're the, we're the dark horse, you know, people aren't really looking at us as as a top two contender on the outside. You know, they're looking at Luton and how how well Luton have done this season. They're looking at Sunderland and the the profile of that club and where they are. And they're looking at Portsmouth, who are, who are top and have, have created a very you know, a very big lead from, from the offset. And then there's us below there and people aren't really mentioning us a huge amount. And that's probably quite a good position to be in. Um and it takes it takes the pressure off a little bit. I mean, we've I think I'm in the part in the camp with you where I've sort of said playoffs would be a good season. I mean, at the start of the season, we were we were thinking, are we going to stay in the division? But mm. you look at it now, the progression top six was probably the uh, you know the, the the best target at the start of the season. We we sort of knew that that's where we wanted to be. Um, top two is is the bonus. I, I don't think there's any reason why now that we can't get in there. Um, my only concern is the the teams with the games in hand, but. Like like we've touched on, you you don't win them all, and you know if they don't lose, if they don't win those games in hand, and we're in that position, all we can do is keep on winning and keep up with the pace. So, 
you know, we'll see we'll see what happens. I think, you know, sort of come the end of February, we'll have a real idea of whether we're still in the, in the battle for the top two or not. Tom Bramley, from front to back, we were brilliant yesterday. Arguably, it was our most complete performance of the season, bar some misses from Carlin. Special mention for Dills. You could see he really enjoyed that clean sheet yesterday. Uh, roll on Accrington Stanley. Come on, you Reds. That's from Tom. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned Dills midway through the show, but I mean, there, there was some, a couple of good photos that, um, that Kyle Andrews took yesterday of Dylan celebrating at full time with the supporters. And you could see how much it means to him because he knows he's battling for his place now because he's got this competition and Chris Maxwell is breathing down his neck. Exactly. And he wouldn't have done himself any harm yesterday. Uh, a clean sheet. Couple um, of big saves as well. A couple of big yeah. saves, yeah, exactly. The one with his feet was was a, that was a, a good a save as you'll yeah. see, yeah. As you know, and he's getting more confident, you know, he's in there now. We we heard a couple of weeks ago on the show the frustration in his voice at, at being dropped when he came back into the side for the Walter game on New Year's Day. Um, you know, you, you interviewed him and, and you could hear the the sort of you know, he, he sounded fed up, didn't he? He yeah. didn't sound very happy. Um Maxwell's come in and you'd you'd sort of be cautious that, that would sort of knock the wind out of his sails again and he'd, he'd be a bit down about it. But all he can do is perform on the pitch. And, and he did that yesterday and uh, I'm, I'm happy for him. And, you know, long may it continue because it, it benefits us and, and it benefits his development as a footballer. He's still only a young guy, but he should be, you know, he's at the age now where he, he'll want to be a settled number one at a club, whether it's us or somewhere else. Um, uh, Mark Anderson, uh, I mean, Lee, Lee Bowie was saying that, um, you know, he, he feels that the teams will really struggle to, to deal with our front three. Uh, Mark Anderson says that no one can deal with our front three. I'm looking at the, the top scorers in, in League One. Now, Peterborough also have uh, two players who have scored over 10, Matt Godden and Ivan Tony. Uh, John Marquise is the top scorer in the league with 16, but there's not many sides that have got two players in double figures in League One. Now, um, Lyle Taylor's got 12 in the league. Obviously, he got his hat-trick in the cup as well. Uh, Carlin's on 13 in the league. I mean, it's unheard of for, for us to have two strikers uh, in, in that position at this time of the year. Um, I mean, they, they have to be considered the best the best partnership up top in League One, certainly. Oh, definitely, a hundred percent. Yeah, um, like you say, when's the last time we've had that? You know, last season, I think we were lucky if Josh McGuinness had had ten goals by by May, which I don't think he actually did in the end either. So, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a big improvement for us. We've we've always lack a, a lack a goal scoring striker, don't we? And I know we've Bowyer's touched on it, and managers before have, t- you know, have have touched on it as well. Where you know, if, if there's a decent 20 goal a season striker out there everyone's in the hunt for him not mm. just Charlton Athletic so the fact that we've had one come through our academy you know had a, had a decent loan spell last year with, with Crawley that did his uh, did his confidence a world of good and now Lyle Taylor's come in from Wimbledon and uh, and he doesn't just contribute with the goals but he's he's been involved with you know loads of Carlin's goals isn't he most of them I'd say so that, that helps as well and um it's good, you know. It's they're thriving off of each other, I think, and it, and it's benefiting us. Yeah, London Eagles are so pleased. Phillips had a good game, makes him harder to drop, but yeah, but he says, but first error, and he'll be out guaranteed. I guess that is the the worry that that some people will have is that perhaps if there is uh, one error, that that he may go out of the team. And that's not really what um, anyone uh, wants to see. Right, um, I think it's time uh, that we hear from Ben the Cat. Purrington. Uh, he made his addict's debut uh, yesterday. He came to speak to us after the game. This is what he had to say. Wow. Wow. I've been looking forward to doing that all day. <laughs> this is what he really had to say. Yeah, obviously, great 3 0 win. Clean sheet, three goals. Um, couldn't start any better, really. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was just a great performance. Uh, I think first half maybe we weren't 
quite at it. Um, I think we then matched them up and went to a time we were a much better team. Um, we had quite a few chances and we could have been more. Difficult conditions to deal with as well. I mean, they, they don't get beat often here, but uh, pitch was a bit bobbly, the wind was blustering around. Um, did it take time to master the conditions? Yeah, especially first half, I think it almost didn't seem like there was too much wind, but it was, and the second half it was a lot. I think you could see from watching it, it was a lot a lot better. Um, kicks were going further, putting in behind and low, and um, I think Grant would just absolutely on fire, really. He had four or five chances, and that showed three goals. Came to the club uh, last week, and uh, you've seen your, your fellow players, and now you've seen them perform. Um, how impressed are you? Yeah, I've only had a couple of days training. It all happened quite quick, really. So, trained Thursday, Friday, um, two days, still learning names and stuff. So, it's all happened quick, but yeah, it was, it was good today. Um, really enjoyed it, and hopefully, you keep it going. And uh, you've joined a side at the top end of the table, so obviously, your, uh, your ambitions must be to, to help us uh, get up that table and maybe even uh, get us in the top two. Yeah, of course. Um, promotion's obviously the goal. Um, Obviously, I got one last year with Rotherham um, through the playoffs, but this year I think it is within reach. Obviously, I think a couple of teams lost today. Um, and just try and just got to try and close the gap, really, and keep winning, get a run to go, go in, and fingers crossed, you never know what can happen. You mentioned you got through to the playoffs last season. Do you think that experience will, uh, will hold you in good stead when you're towards the, the, the latter end of the season? Yeah. Um, obviously, last year, playoffs, I've had two at Plymouth as well. Um, so, fingers crossed, yeah, yeah hopefully it does. Um, it's a, it's a good squad here, everyone's competing to play and that, so hopefully I can just try and stay in the team, but it's a good squad and everyone's a good player, so it's going to be hard. One of the key areas for us, uh, of course, especially at left-back, is to make sure you stay fit, so <laughs> yeah. if you can do that, that'd be great. Yeah, well, I've played every, um, almost every minute this, this year, that was my 31st game this season, so I've had a good, good start and hopefully that carries me through to the end. Well, clear, hopefully we haven't put the mockers on it, but uh, well done today. So uh, you look comfortable at, uh, at left-back, it's something that uh, obviously has a... Um, a specialist left back you're used to doing it's something we haven't had for a little while yeah um, going back to Plymouth I played around a bit a bit of utility but yeah over the last few years I've been out on that left back so hopefully yeah I can just keep doing what I've been doing and yeah progress congratulations thank, thank, you. You. thank you thank you thank you very much. Close your promotion last season with Rotherham I mean, when you look at the Charlton squad do you see this is a squad that's as good as the team that got promoted last year oh definitely um, we even played Charlton last year and I think we lost I think it was a 3-0 um, at your place but Every time we play Charlton, they've been a really good team. They play good football. Um, they're always a threat. Um, so hopefully, obviously, we can replicate that this year and we can push on and try and get the promotion. What's it like trying to come straight into a team when you've only been here for a couple of days? Does it make it slightly more difficult to sort of get used to how the team plays and, and things like that? A little bit, yeah. But I've, I've had that a few times now. I kind of just it will take time to obviously get used to different styles. Um, Wimbledon was it was a completely different way. Um, but yeah, you've got to try and adapt quick and try and take it all on board. Else, else you'll be back out the team. And you know any players before you joined? No, club? no. no um, obviously, I knew of a lot yeah. of them, but yeah, playing against them um, quite a few times. But no, not not personally. No. Takes towards the near post, good delivery. Flicks on by Grant. Oh, no goal. Yes. In now. Taylor got the final touch. I think he's going to claim it. Absolutely. Bolted yeah. his header, deflected back off the post, and Lyle Taylor got a little flick. And Chon have the lead after 25 minutes.
So welcome back. It's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. We just heard there from Ben the Cat Purrington. Um, uh, Amy tweeted in saying that she's listening at home uh, with Solly the Cat and the cat actually woke up there <laughs> when, when we played the cat noise. Yeah, she kept reacting to that when I was recording that today, actually. Yeah, good fun. <laughs> good fun in my house. Um, yeah, great to hear from, from Ben Purrington. Um, just solid. I mean, Bo said it himself, 7 out of 10. Not spe- uh, you know, he wasn't marauding down the wing like Royce Wiggins in his primes, perhaps. But you know, he was he was doing a job and he made a solid and and he was getting forward as well a little bit. Exactly, yeah. It was just uh, a solid a solid performance. He looked he looked comfortable. You know, we've we've touched on the fact he's played thirty one games already this season for for Wimbledon, and uh, yeah, he looked he looked comfortable and he looked solid. And and Bayer said, "There, you're going to get you know a seven out of ten from him every." every week at least and yeah a comfortable performance I'm, I'm just glad we've got in a natural left back now it'll help mm. shore up that back four excellent stuff right um there's a few topics running for the uh, the rest of this show we're asking uh if you believe that we can get into that top two now we've gone to within three points of the automatic promotion places uh we're going to talk about um the rail seat in the safe standing section that shows we had because um i think that'd be great at the valley i want to see what other people uh, think about that as well and finally we're doing stupid nicknames after ben at uh, the cat purrington as well so we've got a few of those to talk about i'm going to go onto the chart and life forum now we've got loads of emails in and tweets as well to do but southwest addicts the first one on there uh, uh, and they say sounded like a perfect uh, performance. Put it P U R R as well, doing the cat thing yeah. again. Excellent, right. getting that theme running. Uh, performance at one of the most difficult grounds in League One this season. Clean sheet, Taylor and Grant on the score sheet, and no injuries. Everything on the pitch seems to be slotting into place, and Boya is close to having a selection headache. Uh, and then Southwest Addicts say that they, they they think we will get into the top two on the final day because of our home form and because of the partnership of uh, Grant and Taylor. Uh, and on the on the safe standing, they say an absolute no-brainer. The North Lower would be perfect, the perfect place for it. Now, um, uh, Ray on the forum says, uh, Boya Jackson, along with Steve Gallen, have worked miracles. Now, before we, I read the rest of his message, I, for, I just realised I forgot to tell the rest of the Jacko story. So, right, Jacko was linked with the Luton Town job by people on Twitter and by the bookies so you'll see he was odds on at one point and the, the favourite on Twitter and, and that got a lot of people a lot of tongues wagging on, on the internet and whatnot. Um now my initial thought was oh, I know this is a wind up because um, a Luton fan I know actually DMs me saying can you tweet about this rumour we're, we're winding people up to try and get it going and obviously I'm not going to get involved <laughs> with that now because you know I wouldn't want Charlton fans to think that Jacko was actually going but at the same, so I just sort of left it, and then I, then I saw it was getting bigger and bigger. And I was like, "Oh dear, but I probably ought to say something." But then I saw Alan Nixon from the Sun tweeted it might happen as well. I was like, "Oh, well, maybe it is happening then." <laughs> so I did ask Lee Bowie about it, but no, he confirmed it was just a load of nonsense made up on the internet. So I don't know why the guy from the the, the Sun got involved there because it appears to be some sort of wind up on the internet. <laughs> but yeah, we, we we got to the end of that, which is good. Right, so uh, Ray says, uh, Bayer and Jacko, along with Steve Gallen, have worked mir- miracles, but you can't help thinking, what if the owner actually supported them instead of uh, this make a do and mend attitude also January isn't over yet once again you can't help thinking he's going to sell someone to meet his running cross uh, costs he says a oh, great show gents and uh, keep it going cheers for that Ray um, yeah I mean that is always worrying until January ends I mean I don't think it doesn't seem at the moment that anyone seems to be out on the way out mm. big time but you, you never know I guess is the worry yeah we've we've been here before haven't we? you never know what he's capable of doing but I'd like to think that I mean, I'm, I'm being optimistic, but I'd like to see that he he can see the opportunity we have this season. Um, you know, at this stage last season, we weren't in, a, in a, as good of a position. And 
at the moment we've got a, a fantastic squad of great togetherness a, a fantastic manager and and coaching team around him uh, and the formula seems right so it would it would be silly to mess that up now because he's he's got a chance for Charlton to you know for to push up into the into the championship via the top 2 um which is what what we all all would love and surely that adds a bit of worth to the club as well Hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see, uh, won't we? Right, Briston Addict on the forum uh, says it think, uh, they think it'll be Sunderland and Charlton for the automatic uh, places. Luton will fade away without Nathan Jones. Pompey will collapse after uh, Jacket does his best Allen Ball impression for the rest of the season. And they've got a lot of FA Cup, a lot of fixtures coming up. FA Cup, uh, the checker, uh, the chubby checker trade trophy, uh, and this year's, uh, he reckons there'll be this year's Shrewsbury, which will be good. Uh, Posh will mm-hmm. be dragged down the table by Steve Evans's weight and implode under his own gravitational <laughs> and Barnsley miss out so they can win uh, the playoffs. Yeah, it's interesting that Steve Evans, uh, the Portsmouth, the uh, Peterborough away tickets, I noticed a lot of them are selling as restricted view, but it doesn't. it's not clear if that is just because you're behind Steve Evans. <laughs> I think it probably is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bristol also says, I'm, I'm already in a safe standing section at the Valley. There's no, any, there's no other bugger close to me and the folks on the back row of the top deck of the cupboard end. Uh, so we get away with standing all, all match. No reason why the lower deck couldn't be converted into a proper standing area yeah uh, yeah certainly we'll have more on that uh, as well later on in the show then there's loads of people asking if we're on yet because I forgot to turn the stream on but then Phil, <laughs> uh, Phil does say we should make the playoffs from here but reckon we need an- around another 35 points from the last 18 games to get an automatic place which is a tall order but still possible as we have a reasonable running with only four games left against the likely promotion rivals uh, Portsmouth and Luton at home Peterborough and Donny away Pompey and Sunderland are still favourites to fill the top two places with Barnsley the dark horses and the team I would most want to avoid in the playoffs yeah I mean it's we I remember having the discussion towards the end of last season like we start thinking about what teams do you not want to face in the playoffs mm. uh so that'll be an interesting one if it does look like it's going to end up going that way later on uh in the campaign which we'll uh we'll see now we had a, a message in from uh Phil in, in Eltham yesterday he says hi guys we are really now starting to look like real promotion contenders not got too carried away with Boya up till now. He's doing an excellent job on a limited budget. Also a word for Steve Gallen, who along with Boya has brought some excellent players to the club. If only our stupid owner could invest a little more, things could have been so much different for him. Yeah, I mean, Steve Gallen's very much an unsung hero. I mean, he's... Judging by what Bowie was saying, I mean, it sounds like pretty much Steve Gallen went out and found, for example, Ben Purrington yesterday. So you do imagine he's helped a, a fair bit with the signings that have come in because just, just like just a player like that he will he will be consistent for us I and mean, that's exactly what we need and uh, Gallon seems to have quite a good eye for the players because there, there haven't been any players that we've signed this year that I've been disappointed with really no not at all um, even you know like we've had Josh Cullen through the door who was impressive as soon as he came in um, and everyone we've signed you know like Jed Steer Jed Steer was great when he was here as well um, and that does show the quality you know the eye he has for a, for a decent player and you know Johnny Williams and and uh, Chris Maxwell, Ben Perrington only only adds to that list, and they only strengthen the side. So hopefully they can uh, they can all go on and be be great additions, and uh, come May will be will be celebrating. 
Yeah, excellent stuff. Right, Sebo tweeted in saying, we've seen Blackpool, uh, Blackburn and Coventry, whose fans all hate their owners, gain promotion with those owners. So is there any reason why we cannot do likewise? It's interesting, actually. When when you see the likes of someone like Blackburn or, or Blackpool or even Coventry, like I said, they get promoted under these owners. As someone who's not still involved in that situation or doesn't know about that situation, you're thinking, oh, I wonder if they sort of smartened up. But you can see even with, with the Charlton situation, I mean, it's against the odds. And... We, we, it's still possible, even if things aren't great off off the uh, off the field. Yeah, exactly. You can only you can only do what you do on the football pitch, can't you? That determines where we are um, in terms of what goes on in the boardroom. Unless you're in a bit of a financial crisis, it seems like Bolton are and teams like that. Then it doesn't really affect you. I mean, of course, our funding from from Roland hasn't been good the last couple of seasons. We've worked on extremely limited resources, but the people that we've got there, you know, with Lee Bowyer. Johnny Jackson and Steve Gallen are, are working to a budget, and they're just getting on with it. And they're just, you know, their focus is is in the is on the pitch and what we do on a Saturday and a Tuesday night, and that's it. What goes on upstairs is is completely down to Roland. As long as we're not, you know, on the verge of liquidation and stuff like that, it doesn't really matter what yeah. they do. I think in ter- we just want to get the club sold, don't we? I mean, Bose Bose says it quite a lot. He can only control what he can control, but exactly. you know, he's medium in terms of coming into the training ground. You know, during the week, and and the players who are there on the training ground, you know, they have to be managed, they have to be organised, they have to be all these sort of things, and that's what he does. That's what he can do. I mean, obviously, they and Bowyer will at the back of his mind be thinking about squad and who who would I love to sign and this sort of stuff. But day to day, he's got to worry about getting the players that are here performing, and that's what he does so well. Right, Dan Farmer, what a win yesterday! I have to admit, I was a bit nervous, but the boys done well. We are right up there, and hopefully, can catch the top two win Saturday. And there won't be no stopping us, especially with all the injured players coming back. Shout out to Nabi Sar. Some of the defensive work yesterday was outstanding. And what a goal from Prattley. We have to get behind Boya and the players, even if it means breaking the, the boycott for, for most. It would be great um, uh, for this second part of the season if the Valley was rocking like against Sunderland uh, every game. Um, uh, apart from, of course, the away support. This takeover is uh, BS. Everyone seems to know uh, without really knowing. Um, uh, his, <laughs> fingers crossed it happens one day, hopefully. Uh, so let's get behind Bayer and JJ. Fingers crossed for uh, automatic. Up the Football League we go. Cheers. That's a great email. Cheers for that. Uh, Dan, thanks for, for joining in. Now, Connor uh, says, Hi, I thought we were outstanding after the first 15 minutes or so yesterday. Not sure three at the back is the way forward, so changing to diamond was a welcome change. Fort Williams... Uh, looked a class above. I just love Billick in that midfield. Saar was immense and GNT caused havoc. Yeah, that was another good nickname that was someone, yeah. someone tweeted me yesterday, the GNT, obviously Grant and Taylor. Um, shame we couldn't have scored more, but you can't complain too much. Looking forward to getting players back as well. Really think another striker is needed in this window. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think I think we need an attacker um, to push Carlin and Taylor. Definitely. Um, if if one of them was to be to get injured, touch wood they don't. But our injury luck isn't great. Hmm. Um, you got Vettelkeli's out at the moment, and then you've got a Jose who hasn't really made any headlines since he's been here. And then you've got Hackett Fairchild, who's very young. So we probably do need somebody else. Um, I don't know what, who, we, who we look at. Maybe we want to bring up somebody from League Two that's looking to to make a step up. Yeah, or, it's always it's always tough, isn't it, to get a, you a yeah, you know, you're not going to persuade yeah. a, a, a striker of Carlin or Lyle's level to come here and sit on the bench. It's, off, you know? it's, it's often a case of you get you. I think what you'll try and do is get someone who probably would play at a higher level 
and but is maybe injured or coming back. Similar though to Michael Zyra, and it's a risk. I mean, like Zyra was supposedly a really good player in the championship, uh, but obviously had a big injury, and then he came down here, and it, he had a couple of moments, but didn't really quite click for him. So it is difficult, isn't it, to pick up a, an attacker? But Bose did say he was going to look for one. Uh, we heard in his interview there, he's asked as well if, if Jose would be let go. Mm. Um, but we, who knows? Who knows? We'll we'll, uh, we'll find out as the season progresses. Right, Connor uh, also said if we're looking to finish top two, how many more games can we lose? Can we afford to lose any? Personally, uh, feel we can't lose more than two from here on in if we want top two. Again, what are your thoughts? Now, obviously. Uh, the season that we won League One with 101 points, we lost five. We've lost eight already, but obviously we're not aiming for 101 points this mm. season. But we are aiming for that top two. I mean, how many... I imagine, yeah, probably 10 is probably the most you, you, you'd you lose in a season and go top two. It'd be interesting if anyone's got the stats for that. Well, I mean, it's, it's we're going to have to be consistent from here on in if we are going to hit that top two. Yeah, we are. And I think, especially at home, I know this season... Our home record is is brilliant, and the teams that we've got to play at home, you know, like you've said, we've got Pompey uh, and teams like that to, still to come here. Luton still to come here as well. Um, if we can make make the home advantage and, and beat those sides, then that's you know they're big six pointers in that push for the top two. In terms of our away performances, we haven't really got. I'm looking through the fixtures now. There's not really any teams that we've got to play away from home apart from Peterborough, that um, and Donny. I suppose that are a, are a threat. Apart from that, they're all teams that are down there. But the the Charlton way is that we seem to struggle against those smaller sides sometimes. But I think this side this year hopefully is is different, and we can go and uh, go on and push, and push for the top two. I, I don't think there's any reason why we can't. I think the my like I've said, my only fear is the games in hand that um, that Portsmouth and Sunderland have, and Luton have got over us at the moment, mm-hmm. but. You, like we've said, we can, you can only win some front of it. We can only do our business. You know, we can only go and win every game and right. see how we get on. Peter Forbes says, Lyle Taylor, yellow cards. Lyle has eight yellow cards in the league this season. When he gets to 10, he will get a further ban. I'm not sure if it's two or three games, he says. Uh, I think it's two from memory. Mm. But then he, and then he says, when is the date that the amnesty... Uh, wipe the, for for wiping out previous yellow cards. Now I've just I've just googled this and this says this is for the Premier League, but you'd assume it, it'd probably be for the same for uh, the Football League as well. So um, any player with four or less bookings will see their card return count to zero on December the thirty first. Uh, but this will not affect players with five or more yellow cards who will have to wait until the next reset, which is scheduled to take place on the second Sunday of April. So I'm guessing <laughs> that Lyle Taylor, he would have had more than five then. So I'm yeah. guessing he has to not get two more bookings before April. the end of April. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise he'll miss another game. So that, when that's what it is for the Premier League. So I'm guessing that's what it's going to be uh, for our league as well. Right, David Todman says, well, guys, with the signings and the injuries clearing, we have enough to make second. Pompey, you're having a big wobble Luton have lost Nathan Jones I think Barnsley and Sunderland are the challengers we're still a bit under the radar and both Sunderland and Barnsley have the pressure of expectations from their support if we can keep all our players in this window I certainly feel we will be in the top two mix Boya also seems to have the strength of character to keep things on an even keel and to keep confidence high excellent email again cheers for that David right Chris says last night I was going through the midfield option uh, when everyone is back and the quality is incredible. Based on yesterday, where does Fosu fit, uh, fit in? Likewise, Reeves, Cullen, Aribo, Lapsley, not forgetting Billy Clark and the current options of Morgan, Prattley and Billick. So much quality and so little space. I mean, we could try and play like a 10-man midfield, maybe, to squeeze them all in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I would be interested uh, to know what you think 
is our best option for home games and again for away games up front I have concerns with the reliance on Taylor a Jose is never going to offer anything and ideally needs to be shipped out uh, to free us some money uh, for a striker on loan um, so, I mean, I mean what, what do you think our best midfield is I mean it's a tough one if we were to play the diamond I'd say the base of the diamond probably Billick would be the best there for me I mean you could pick anyone from the, any of the two that yeah. can go in that middle probably a Rebo would be in there and then if you need who would be your one tracking back I mean Prattley I'd does a Cullen, job I'd Cullen I'd yeah I think I'd have a Rebo and Cullen yeah and then Johnny and then Williams at 10 there you go so we've picked it for you um yeah, he says up up front maybe a reliance on Taylor. I mean, obviously Cardinal's nipped in with his goals, which uh, which has been good to see. But um, yeah, a third option if we get one of those players injured of of the top two, then then all of a sudden it could come crashing down. I guess. Yeah, we uh, that's that is where we lack. I mean, I think I think Billy Clark could do a job up there, but obviously he hasn't had a huge amount of match fitness this season, so I don't think we can really rely on Billy to do to do too much. Mm. Um, I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice to see him back in the. Uh, back in the side but you struggle to lodge anyone at the moment won't you really unless you've like we say unless Lar gets a couple more bookings before <laughs> before April which I'm, I'm pretty sure he will but uh, yeah with with strikers I mean Rico's come on a couple of times this season and and has done okay but I wouldn't feel comfortable starting him from the off and then a Jose he's, he's a big game player isn't he turns up at Fratton Park but not really anywhere else so yeah. Um, we'll yeah, be good in the I playoffs think, if we have to play Portsmouth. Then. Yeah, but yeah. Portsmouth in the playoffs, the Jose can start all day. But yeah. yeah, I think I think we need to bring somebody in. In my eyes, I think it's going to end up being somebody you know from the Championship on loan. Yeah. I know we were looking at a guy from Villa who's ended up going to Cambridge or something, but um, that was all rumours. I think anyway, yeah. but that'll be the sort of caliber player we're going to get in on loan because, as we've said, you're not going to get a twenty goal. No. A season striker on a loan from somebody because they're not going to loan him out to be in their 11, won't he? So. Exactly. Right, let's have a quick break here before we go into the last 10 or so minutes on Charlton Live. We'll be back in a few moments' time. Takes his oh, man on, and that's superb from Carlin Grant. Goes past Bolton in towards the corner of the penalty area. Oh, no, it's that penalty. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I'm not either. Carl and Grant to step forward to take this penalty. Takes it and it buries it. Away to the right hand side of the keeper. And Charlton 3 0 up. Welcome back to Charlton Live. Here on Maritime Radio, uh, we're into the last 10 minutes of this evening's show, looking back at a superb 3-0 victory over um, uh, Shrewsbury Town yesterday up in Shropshire. It's a nice place to, nice town actually, Shrewsbury. Um, so it's the first time we've actually played there on a Saturday. There's our fifth, fifth visit there. The last, well, first free rule on Tuesday. Then we had the playoffs, which was a Sunday. So nice to see the the, the town. It's a, it's a good place to go. It's one of the one of the many lovely places you get to visit in League One. <laughs> well, one of the very few. Um, right. In the, in the last ten minutes of the show, we've got three topics that have been running throughout the evening. Um, we're asking whether you think that we can finish in that top two now that we've got to within three points of those uh, automatic promotion places. Uh, we're asking for ridiculous nicknames. After I've given Ben Perrington the nickname the Cat, <laughs> we've got some good ones in there, which I'm quite looking forward to. Um, and we're also going to talk about safe standing. Now, let's talk about the top two first. We've got loads of tweets that have come in. Uh, Mark Anderson uh, saying, I asked, is it possible? He said, of course it is, ain't it? Don't plant doubt. 
and uh, yeah, I mean, that's my job. I like to plant doubt and everything. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just suddenly turning into a believer. I'm sure it'll all come crashing down next week. But there we go. Right, uh, Forza Marco Motta uh, says depends if Portsmouth, Sunderland, or Luton suffer a bad run. All have been annoyingly consistent so far. Now, just just Portsmouth. I mean, you know, they lost yesterday, didn't they? At home to uh, at home to Blackpool. Obviously, lost against us. Um, a, a few weeks away as well and lost at Gillingham but other than that they keep winning <laughs> so yeah. even when they have a bad run it's just like a one defeat basically and then they win they they won uh, you know beat Wimbledon they beat Fleetwoods they um, uh, got you know, checker trade games as well which which can help momentum sometimes I guess but yeah we are just waiting for those teams around us to have a, a nasty run aren't we which is uh, unfair really but um, yeah Spenny says, the way we are playing, we're in with a real chance. What squad we will have when the likes of Cullen, Reeves and Rebo, Page and Pierce are all back. Boya has us playing the best football I've seen in years. Cliff said, it's definitely realistic. We have one of, if not the best strike force in the division. And with the new signings and possibly more to come, uh, players coming back from injury as well, we will only get better. Uh, our rivals might have games in hand, but they need to win those games in hand. David Letchford said, yes, all we need is a right winger and another striker, and we'll be fine for the top two. I mean, just quickly, Lewis, I thought Marshall looked at lively again when he came on yesterday. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he looked really good. Um, he's pacey, isn't he? And he, he looks like he wants to get you know get make things happen he had a good chance as well towards the end which was mm. unlucky not to find the bottom corner yeah it would have been good if he'd uh if he'd scored that one um but yeah he didn't but it doesn't matter he played well when he came on right Paul Quinnell says uh yes but plenty of teams around us have plenty of games in hand we need to keep the pressure on uh Jason Faye says yes it's possible as long as we're consistent we need to be more ruthless and kill teams off when we're on top and uh then uh uh, Bill says uh, always has to be uh, don't like the idea of playing for the top six certainly don't right yesterday at Shrewsbury I went and saw their new uh, impressive um, rail seating it's called officially it's a safe standing section behind the goal uh, I thought it looked absolutely brilliant I stood and sort of mm. lent on the bars as well I thought, I thought everything about it looked really good um, and uh, I put it out there I mean Lewis what's your view on that where if, if you could have it here at the valley where would you have it um I think I think you'd have to have it in the north lower I think at the mm. start um or at the sort of the the um the back part of the north upper I mean where I where I sit slash stand anyway is is all standing and everyone around me stands up right at the back of the J block but I think if they were going to install it as a trial they'd probably do it in the in the lower north um but I think it would be something I'd like to see here I think it's I think it's a great addition I mean I every every home game Especially for me, I, I mean, I understand there are people that are going to want to sit down and watch the games. I'm not sure how how the system works. If you sit down on a safe standing area, if the bar in front of you obscures your view, or the people standing in front of you is going to obscure your view, I'm not too sure how that would work. But I think you could put it everywhere in the ground. But mm. I think behind the behind the goal, it sort of creates the atmosphere, doesn't it? And yeah. I think that's where it would be most effective. Yeah, if, if you could, um, yeah, if you if you could get it there, I think it'd be really good, right? Um, uh, so I put it out there to see what people say. Uh, Jason Faye said it has to be one of the things on the agenda of the new owner. Uh, North Lower should be standing. Jimmy Seed said, I think it's a great idea. would add uh, to the atmosphere. It might bring in more fans whilst being perfectly 
uh, safe. Mark Anderson says, uh, safe standing in the lower north. Yes, please. And if any owner is reading, uh, throw the away fans in the upper west or part of the east stand. Let's reclaim the Jimmy Seed too. Uh, let's make CFC a horrible uh, place to visit. Call me old school. Uh, Bill <laughs> said, I think it would be great to have it down the valley. Would stop that hooligan Mark Anderson standing <laughs> at the front of the north lower <laughs> as well. Um, in Lee We Trust says, up top of the north upper would make the atmosphere even more banging. Tim Ruffle uh, says, yes. Matt Broad says, def agree uh, to have a section dedicated to safe standing north lower would make sense. Artful said, make the whole of the lower north uh standing as well so i mean obviously when you think about that you have to think about um you know where people who won't want to stand will want to be so you'd have to think and and you have to worry about moving people as well so it's something that requires a bit of thought but yeah Yeah. if there is a bit like say that north upper where people do stand already if they can you know officially i think that's probably they're not allowed to but Mm. because they do it anyway if they put it up there it won't really harm anyone who's already up there no and it'll make it safe Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I I'd be welcome to it up there. I, I sit up there and I stand um, for the entire game. And there are those times where you celebrate that last minute. Just like the police aren't listening. Yeah, I know. I know. We need to be you know. careful. Yeah. Um, the last minute winners. You know, the, the late drama that we have sometimes at the valley. You do tend to jump a little bit too high and end up a couple of rows, yeah, <laughs> a couple of rows down on someone's shoulders. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it would be something I'd like to see. But I think I think they'd probably trial it if they were going to introduce it. The North Lower mm. seems to make sense because yeah. it's it's behind the goal. It's what you see on the TV. It, yeah. it looks good. Yeah, um, and uh, Dr. Lazarus says safe standing will only work if the ticket price is half that of the seats, uh, and that's not an excuse to put the seating price up after uh, either. And I think I don't think the ticket price would have to be different, really, because I, I think, think you, change, people really, just, people would want that experience of standing up. Yeah. So I don't think they expect all of a sudden to pay less for it. But I might be wrong there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think we would. Right, we had a, a message actually on the forum that says, uh, "What a brilliant day out! Cracking result to boot." Says Mendonca and Asters. It was like the Notting Hill Carnival with the singing and the dancing going on amongst the Charlton faithful. Top two, course we can. Come on, you <laughs> Reds! There, the away the away end did seem to be bouncing from our uh, our vantage point uh, yesterday. It looked like people were really enjoying it. Right. Um, let's uh, let's have some fun now. Last five minutes. Um, <laughs> I was very excited that we signed someone with the word purr in their name because that's the noise a cat makes uh, and i like giving people ridiculous nicknames so i've <laughs> called ben purrington ben the, the the cat purrington that's his new nickname so i wanted to see what other people thought would be funny nicknames for our players right so what was what was your one again lewis fossu fuel fossu fuel that worked well uh right um <laughs> cfc uh, tweets in Stavros Prattley, which, uh, which really I was liked. Um, uh, Joe Ward, Dylan in the name of. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Michael Peck, Shabby Nabby. Uh, Johnny B. Williams from CFC again. Uh, Chris Solly the Wally from Michael Peck. Uh, uh, Lewis Hurst, No Way a Jose. Nice. Aribo Star Mix. Tinker Taylor, uh, both of those from Michael Peck. Freddie Wells says uh, Anthony Steeldick and Lewis <laughs> Ram Page. I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, Freddie Wells, Mr. Nabulous. Uh, I went for uh, Absolutely Nabulous, which I quite liked. Uh, yeah, Toby I like went, that one. yeah, Toby's gone for Paddy Bauer. That's just his name, Toby. Uh, <laughs> Adam Pearson said Jason Pierced Off, uh, CFC Bauer Power. Uh, and Mark Griffiths has then gone to Jose, Mr. Lazy. Oh, that's oh, a shame. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, right, there was another one on the forum as well. Mark G said Williams could be the bearded wonder. So, yeah, excellent mm-hmm. stuff, everyone, uh, coming up with the nicknames. Right, we're coming towards the end of the show. Um, but just to, uh, to add on to that discussion we were having about the top two, now Richard Justin says, hasn't Ben Thompson gone back to uh, the Spanners from Pompey? He was outstanding for them. 
Uh, and that's true. I mean, the Portsmouth fans were really disappointed. But he has gone back. Now, of course, he got yeah. sent off against us. Um, but yeah, he, he was a big player for them, not not in stature, but in, in performances. Yeah. And, he, and he's gone, though. So that's another thing that could just take away from a promotion rival. Exactly. It's the little things you need to look for, isn't it? You, we've said already, Nathan Jones leaving Luton could not their momentum. It could not, but it it might. You know, that's the thing. And he's he's been there a while and he's had successful seasons. And it's the same. Thompson looks impressive um, against us and he has in a lot of games for Portsmouth this season. And I know their fans were gutted that... Um, that he had gone back, so we'll have to see with that one. See if their performance is different. I mean, they lost yesterday to Blackpool, um, but we lost to Blackpool, so can't <laughs> can't uh, rub it in too much. Yeah, right. A couple more nicknames come in. Uh, Bob Liscombe, Kitchen Billick. After he's, I don't know if you saw that video of him doing the keepy uppies <laughs> in the kitchen. That was pretty cool. And Johnny Wizard Williams as well. Now this is a nice tweet. That, a nice tweet that's coming from Nathaniel it says, "I'm very excited about this season. I'm coming back for the first time in 20 plus years next month. Bringing my son, who is named after Charlton. He's 18 and he's never seen a match." in person planning on seeing all the matches from AFC Wimbledon to Bristol Rovers away come on you Reds well that's brilliant Nathaniel no, I think he lives out in America now see on his uh yeah he lives out in Ohio so brilliant coming back for the first time in 20 years and hopefully coming back to see a Charlton team that are playing well uh and I'm sure he'll look forward to that right Sebo on the safe standing I would certainly try a couple of blocks to start off with in the upper north for the rail seating the entire home end goal at Signal Iduna Park, which is very steep and is all railed seating, uh, and the atmosphere there uh, sounds absolutely amazing. It would be the same at the Valley. Yeah, you'd, you'd hope that if we did get that, it would uh, help to improve the atmosphere here at the Valley. Right, we have run out of time here on this week's Charlton Live. It's always a lot of fun when we've had a big win uh, like we did yesterday. So thanks to all of you who've joined in, especially uh, with your emails and your tweets and your funny names and whatnot. Uh, thanks for, for getting involved with the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. Lewis, thanks for coming in. No problem, mate. And uh, yeah, good to see you here at the Valley. I've been Louis Mendes. This has been Charlton Live. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back here on Thursday with a big match preview looking ahead to next Saturday's home game with Accrington Stanley but thanks for listening to this one uh, we shall see you soon Charles and Charles and